welcome to Cosplay and Cocktails. This is Paige. And I'm Jesse, as always. As always. Jesse, are you feeling in the lovey-dovey spirit since it's almost Valentine's Day? Kind of. Kind of? I'm feeling in the mood to eat pink and red candies. Oh, well, you know, I'm uh, not really... I'm cool to go out to dinner, but I'm not really a big Valentine's Day girly. Um, I think I like any excuse uh for treats, as you know. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Like I like uh I like uh a I'm drinking currently. Guess we'll get to this well, in hold cocktail corner. Pause. Pause. Cocktail okay. corner. Jesse, what are you drinking? A Prosecco. Ooh. Sam's Club Prosecco. Uh, I would say it's, here's the thing it says right on here, Superiore. I've got some juice I can add to it if I want to make a little mimosa, but I'm drinking yeah. it out of a pink heart-shaped champagne flute. Adorable. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's doing an interesting thing to the bubbles, the heart-shapedness. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like bubbles are really getting it you know get it, bubbles. the two different ways i think i learned this when i was wedding planning you know the two di- different traditionally champagne is served either in a champagne coupe or a flute right mm-hmm. and the reason that there are two difference depends on how much bubbles is popular at the time the coupe dissipates the bubbles faster mm-hmm and so you have like it's not as bubbly going down and the mm-hmm. flute preserves more bubbles exciting really exciting stuff glassware history um so i'm drinking um i've never had it before it is trader joe's special reserve of merlot and it's delicious uh, it's really good. I'd never had this one. It was under $10 a bottle. And uh, mm, fine. This was also less than $10 a bottle. Uh, that's the, the benefit wine. of Sam's Club. Amen. I've just been in a really big wine mood lately. Like, and like dry red reds for some reason. Like, I love a Prosecco. Uh, I've never been a big Pinot Noir fan, but that's been like my go-to here lately. Um, but this one was on sale, so I wanted to try it. Generally, like if if I'm gonna keep wine in the house, it's a dry red. Generally, like that would be my go-to just to like have a glass with a meal or something right. like that. Like, uh, hey Jesse, you feeling curious about anything? Uh, I sure am. Uh, so this is again foreshadowing into the episode, but do you have a least favorite fandom couple? Ooh, least favorite fandom couple. I'm gonna say it can be either like, so I guess for clarification of it helps. It can be uh, like either you don't like the couple together or you don't like either character 
at all. Like, we, we, I guess it's up to you to define what constitutes the least favorite. I know you did not mean for this to be this hard. Well, I how never long did, did but... How long did it take you to come up with yours? Oh, negative four seconds. Are you serious? I had one in mind when I thought of the, uh, you're the worst. question and fairness. So the first one that comes to mind is um, Jon Snow and Daenerys on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on my list. That's not, it's probably not my least favorite, Uh, but it's not one that I was excited about. I liked both characters separately, um, but together I was like, "Mm, this feels weird. Uh, I think my thing with them is less, because that was one I had on there, but then I was like, would we call it a relationship? And then I was like, I know, that's what I'm like, does that count? But I would count it. It was on my list. Like, I think you're fine. But Wait, I think it was them, on your list. More... It was on your list of least favorite because you made a least uh, favorite list. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't make a formal one, but like it is one that popped up for me as okay. least favorite. Okay. I think with them, it's less about like it's knowing as the viewer what they don't know, right? And then also for me, how many people were like full on rooting for them, like they should just get married. Right. And- together even though it was very like weird from the start so like i that is more for me about it i'm trying not to say any uh like from shows that i'm using in my spoiler top five for today um that's making it harder yeah we'll go we'll go with john and danny um john snow and danny uh but there, there are a lot. I just that's the first one that came to my mind. What is your answer? I might oh, come. I might throw another one in the mix. Uh, so again, uh, Danny and John were on, on my short list. I also had yeah. Harley Quinn and Joker. Uh, oh, excellent! Were on my short list. Uh, there was another one. I can't remember. And I know that they definitely kissed because I was like, ooh, Ray and Kylo Ren. But them, I was like, I wouldn't consider that a relationship per se. Because ooh, I like they the don't, tension like, there. Uh, you know, like they didn't. No, they were never a relationship, but I do right. love that tension. Uh, so they were on there. But my number one is uh, Edward Cullen and Bella Swan. You can't even say that. That's not even your fandom. Um, why can't I? Because I just said that's the rules. I can, in fact. Um, one of my backups for my least favorite was uh, Anya and Xander and Buffy. I wondered um, if you'd have a Buffy one. I did some research, and there were some Buffy couples that popped up. Mm-hmm. So. so they're one of my least favorites. Um, and oh, what was the other one I had in the back of my brain? Oh, um, Elena and Stefan from uh, Vampire Diaries. Uh, those are my some of my least favorites. So that's fair. So I guess now that we've just really uh, foreshadowed the crap out of this, we should tell everybody what today's episode is. Jesse, why don't you yeah. tell them what we're up to? Today's episode is a top five geek down. That's right. And what are we four. ranking? 
Well, for the Valentine's Galentine's uh, Day season, we will be counting down top five favorite fandom couples. That's right. Just in time for the Valentine's Galentine's Day season. Yeah. What do like, you What do you think the chances are that we have any of the same people on our list? Any of the same? Uh, yep. There's one I think might be on your list. Um, I'm going to be the shocked. Rest, the rest I'm sure are different. I'm going to be shocked. Uh, there's one I think might be the same. I wouldn't. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet money that it's the same. But you did yeah. romantic couples, correct? <laughs> what do you mean romantic couples? What other kind of couple is there? Like I don't know. Like for tax purposes or like green card couples? Right, right. Uh, I will say, uh, oh. ranking the, these were really hard for me, which they it uh, always is. Ditto. Um, so this, this is vibes. Uh yeah, this is vibes. That also, just be like a dis- disclaimer on all of our top five. Also, full disclosure, I did have my mom help me with one. What? I called my mom because I was like not thinking of good ones. And oh. I was like, I need fandom couples. And I just I was like, I just need you to list them. And because I need I'll decide if I hate them or not. I needed, yeah, I was like, and the first one, right out the bat, hated. So, yeah. um, okay, well, hey, how about you start us off with your number five, buddy? Am I supposed to start? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number five, Han and Leia from the Star Wars franchise of films. Is that the one you thought might be the same? Correct. Okay. That's the only one I could foreseeably believe would be the same right i guess i think they're kind of they're very like stereotypical nerd couple which is why you know i've seen like there's a lot of it's it's a a big couple's costume it is it's Um, a very popular uh right that's part of the reason why they aren't higher but i will say i like that one of the things that I think the sequel movies, the new ones, gets right is that they aren't like together together. They aren't hateful mm. towards each other. They're still right. clearly I will, love there. I will tell you that Han and Leia are not on my list, um, but I did think about them. Um, and that was one of the things I thought was like, it is interesting for a couple that was portrayed as just like this, you know, I love you. I know, you know, like it was just such a, you know, like the the original movie is just such a like right. That's thing. that's part and of the reason the new ones. You know, it's more realistic. Like, okay, yeah, people can love each other and not stay together. Like, mm-hmm. kind of that's that's part of the reason why they are on my list. And like, even though they are so, I don't want to say generic, but you know, kind of stereotypical, is that you know they they don't they don't end up together really and like which i, I mean i don't accurate... ever know do we think do we think they're like completely like not or do we think they just it doesn't kind of really avoided each other because it, of it the stress seems of like it doesn't really address it i haven't read many i've read one of the like official da- disney sanctioned novels yeah. i don't know what 
the like official yeah, I, word on that is but i had when i was thinking about like they clearly life. still care about each other but also you know like they had a child that they essentially lost yeah like you know no longer wants to have anything to do with them no longer like that they so i think like i said one of the things as much as i think the sequel movies got wrong i think it was a good thing not to have them like you know like can you imagine if they were like married in like a retirement home or something like right right like no, I, I, think I, agree. Was, I think i think it was an interesting twist on the relationship it made it more believable yes it it like especially like it would not have because like, it, it wasn't made, like you said it wasn't like sad because i mean it was i was kind of sad about it but it wasn't sad like they were like we don't speak anymore and f them you know right, like, like it was just like like my goddamn uh, bitch of an ex-wife you know like right. it was more just like han's gone and leia's busy right and- they've had this shared trauma and their relationship could not has changed make it right yeah 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 like they couldn't have that same relation which again is very realistic not all yeah. of mine are very realistic but no um, yeah yeah, Han and Leia, and also Star Wars. You know, like obviously a a a major fandom for me. So, nope. number five, Han and Leia. Um. Okay. So my number five. Now, it brings me pain to say what my number five is because I don't know why it's so low on the list. I kind of do. I'll get to it. Um. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um so my number five is Buffy and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer um I am not team angel in any universe um I like how you have to I gotta really think about this I'm gonna upset some people oh I'm not team angel I would say some of my honorable mentions are perhaps controversial. And maybe a couple of my on, Excellent. The, um, on the list. Maybe I, a little. I don't think they're like major. Angel, it's not like, I don't know, Lolita or anything. Right. I think Angel served his purpose. I know he's like everybody's favorite choice. But I think Spike is better. <laughs> and I think they just have more uh chemistry it was more fun to watch i mean keep in mind this is all fictional so and just just i don't know just it was just better it was better for me the only reason i think it's lower on the list is because at times it could be a little toxic so yeah buffy and spike also i buffy isn't supposed to be like a um i feel like a lot of the couples on my thing on my list on my thing um like we're very intentional i don't know maybe that doesn't make sense i was gonna say like really like drove the story or were was the main part of the story whereas i felt like spike and buffy were just kind of like a side story you know like her being the vampire slayer is the main part of that story i think i would have loved the show regardless of if spike ever showed up um Whereas I don't know that I would have felt that way with some of my other couples. So that is what I mean by that. And that is why they're at number five. I'm done now. The end. Um, The end. Yeah. Like, again, I don't have much commentary because I'm not 
uh, uh, well-versed. You didn't get that far. No, no. Like I knew that Buffy and Spike were a thing. Right. But like, I don't know enough about really this, this, the situation to have much uh, to say on that. Yeah. On that matter. Um, Hey, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Scarlet Witch and Vision. That's the one that came from my mom. Thanks, mom. She was like, she kept, she was like, it's like your favorite. And I was like, that's, that's fair. She was like, you have the jacket. And I was like, that's, I do. (laughs) But yeah, I think that it's a sweet you know the telling there there's multiple iterations i guess of their relationship because they are some of the comics you know they're together uh not all of the comics and uh obviously the the marvel films the mcu films so i think it is you know they kind of find each other I'm gonna start crying. Maybe I should not have drank. Maybe. Well, I was just thinking. I think it's nice that in again some of the comics and in the MCU films, their relationship kind of starts because she is healing from losing her brother, and he is the person that helps her through, like, process that grief, and is there for her. Through that, when you know she doesn't have uh, anyone else to be that person, and like for not like he doesn't really have any reason to, other than just being like a good, like a good person, a good good human being, which I think is especially interesting, considering that he isn't really strictly speaking a human being you know he's like a synthetic being so you know i think that adds like an extra layer of in interestingness (laughs) of you know dimension i guess to their relationship in that he isn't strictly speaking human but they still have at the core what is most important for a relate you know like he doesn't he doesn't understand a lot of human dynamics i guess but they still fall in love and form this relationship and yeah wanda and vision uh my number four couple fair enough so my number four once again feels wrong for it to be so low on the list but i had a hard time deciding if i was gonna so i went at this as fictional just like fictional but it is the only one that that i don't necessarily think is nerdy does that make sense yeah i yeah Um, i almost did uh lisey and scott from lisey's story but i decided it was not fandom that's not a judgment to you you put whatever you want yeah i that is the reason it's so low on my list um but my number four is elizabeth Bennett and mr darcy from pride and prejudice 
Uh, I love them so very much. It is one of my very favorite books of all times. Um, it's probably one of the books I've read reread the most. Uh, truly, the only reason that they're low on the list is just because I was like they're not nerdy enough. Um, I think that that's just, you know, it's maybe not traditional like i i would say that there's a large overlap between congoers and jane austen readers i think there's a lot of jane austen readers at your average especially now that like bridgerton is a thing like i'm uh, guessing that there's a large overlap between people who watch Br bridgerton and people who are jane austen fans if i had to i'm like, sure there are yes so i think that's fair is all Absolutely. i'm saying um i I'm a, a huge fan of like enemies to lovers type situations. The attention there, once again, that's why I like like the Kylo Ray situation. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. And just the attention, and then how he is just like, never mind, I'm obsessed with you. Please love me. Just gets me every time. And, uh, you know, I just, I just love them. I just love them. Uh, so that, that is my number four, Elizabeth. And I, I know it's very popular, the enemies to lover thing, lovers thing, but it's not something I mean, that I don't want it in my life. I don't I want know, it in I my life, but I love, I love to consume it. <laughs> yeah. It's not for me, but not everything has to be for me, as we've previously established. That's right. So thank uh, goodness, you know, that's not something I, I particularly understand the so if you had of, to but... if you had to say like this is my favorite trope in romance what would it be um a trope maybe like a bumbling awkward jamarcus yeah jamarcus is that a trope <laughs> like you know like a, like a bumbling she's, like she's all that but kind of a creep like kind of a creep <laughs> like like um What's the what's the movie? <laughs> what's the movie with Ethan Hawke in the trash cans, and there it's Seal is playing that that we're never gonna survive unless we get a little crazy. What I was Hawk. gonna say is, so you want the Mister Collins, not the Mister Darcy? Ethan, correct. Like yeah, like an awkward, like an awkward nerd or like weirdo or like weirdos who fall in love um or like people you wouldn't expect i guess maybe like at least one of them has to be a weirdo i think for right. me to really truly glom on to it that's probably my favorite yeah like well like like hopeful monster that is what i would right. that's a biology term where like it's a way that speciation happens. You can Google it if you'd like to learn something. There's no way that Paige will let me fully describe on the podcast. She's just you going to give cut your, it out. You can give a very quick little explanation. Uh, so speciation, I right, is like, when a new species develops from an existing species. So, like, right. there's lots of different ways that speciations happen. That's why we have so many different similar species. Right. So... One of the ways that speciation happens, like I said, there's lots of different ways. One of them is called hopeful monster. And what a hopeful monster is, it's when just due to random genetic mutation in DNA, 
an offspring is born that cannot mate with any of the members of the species that it came from. And it has to hope that there will be another mutant born with this, like a compatible mutation for them to be able to get together, like to have a mate because it can't mate with any of the existing because it's not like genetically compatible. And time. And if they find each other, they can and find time. So that 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 is my trope. <laughs> I like hopeful mom. <sighs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Jesse, what's your number three? Did you do your number four? I did. That was Elizabeth and Darcy. Oh. Well. So you. Did. So you did. Uh, my <laughs> number three. Uh, Usagi and Mamoru from Sailor Moon um, because you know it's just one of those from childhood I always thought was so romantic like I think there's a lot of like toxic romantic stuff that we pick up on as kids that probably you know that forms like our opinion on relationships and love right. so like you know a lot of the Disney uh, films but, you know, it's like I said, it's one of those things I always thought was so romantic as a young girl. Like, he shows up, he's all mysterious, he's well-dressed, he's throwing a rose. Um, throwing roses doing, doing anything beyond that. No, he's not very helpful. Like, he's not really helping with the, the battle. Uh, nope. He's more just kind of like a cheerleader, like... Hey, it's me, Tuxedo Mask. I've come at the, you know, darkest hour to throw this rose and say some stuff. Goodbye. Right. Uh, but, like, I don't know that I ever really picked up on that as a kid. I was just kind of like, he's dreamy. You know, for nostalgia and aesthetics, I guess, he is my, they are my number three together. Together. Okay. So, my number three... I feel like the beginning of this relationship kind of fits into your like awkward little man. I'll trope. be the judge of that. I'll be the well, judge of that. Okay. I said the beginning, not the whole, not the whole relationship, just I'll beginning be the of relationship. Of um, but my number three is Amy and Rory from Doctor Who. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fair. Uh, 11th Doctor, favorite Doctor Who. Amy and Rory, part of that favorite subsection. Um, I I love Amy and the Doctor's relationship. I love Amy and Rory's relationship. I just I just think that is superior <laughs> uh, for me. Superior Doctor Who. Um, but I, I love like the friends to lovers there. That's not normally, you know, not normally my trope. But I love that relationship. Um, I love. I just, I just think their storyline is great. Angels of Manhattan makes me sob every freaking time. I just think, I just think they're great. I love so many different parts of their story together, and um, I like them separately, and I like them 
but mostly I like them together. Um, and I just, I love them. I love them so much. And now I need to rewatch Dr. It's just uh, like when they get married and, uh, you know, the doctor comes in and he's like, congratulations, you know, Mr. Pond. And, and Rory's like, no, that's not how this works. And he's like, yeah, it is. And Rory's like, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, like, it's just like they're it's just their dynamic and their banter and it's just so fun and if they're they're you know, very cute together they have good chemistry the actors have good chemistry they do um, yeah it's just it's just a good time to watch yeah like i like uh, a romantic drama any day of the week i like that tension i like the you know, like i said the drama of it and they they do have drama but i just like the lightheartedness that we get out of them and um it's just it's fun so yeah, like i said rory amy, dies rory like, amy D- rory dies like seven times so they do rory have you know, so constantly dead you know yeah, yeah. they yeah. do have some some hardships to overcome they sure uh, do. yeah that's a good one that's not one i would have thought of i think if i guess a more tropier trope friends to lovers would be something i'd be more i just think it's more realistic yeah. Uh I don't think people who hate each other generally hate each other. I don't subscribe to the like, Yeah, but I, I feel a lot of times like the enemies to lover thing isn't like they're true enemies. It's like tension, you know. Yes, I don't have any time for that. Okay. Just be don't be annoying. If you want to have sex with me, just be nice. That's true. Very true. I don't want that in my real life. I just like to read about uh, it. I just get annoyed by it if, like, I know, especially if I know, like, where it's heading. Like, you and I are two completely different people. I don't want to. We knew this. Like, we knew this already, but just get to the th- like. What are you doing? No. Like, why are you being Stretch like that tension out? What are you doing? I don't. I just don't understand it. Like, be an asshole for as long as possible. And then maybe you die and you never get to have sex because you were an asshole too long. <laughs> and then it's, it, that's what you deserve. That's what you deserve. I mean, I will long. say I did not add any fairy smut couples in um, my list. So, well, hey, guess what? Neither did I. So, <laughs> we're two for two. Touche. Uh, my number two. <laughs> uh, and I will say it was hard to put them at number two but the only reason i think that they're at number two is because they aren't like strictly speaking a couple per se but they do have a kid together uh, and that's Mulder and scully from um, i wondered if that's who you were talking about um that's another like i said i almost didn't put them on there i almost put one of my i think they're a couple i would say like again like that was another like maybe that's why i don't like the like not that Mulder and scully were ever strictly speaking enemies really but it was a very 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 slow burn (laughs) right and uh but i think a just the nostalgia of being such a cuckoo bananas x-files fan and you know i think (laughs) Uh, that was it. You know, it was an early fandom for me. They both could not have picked two more attractive people uh, on the face of this planet. 
to oh, that's true. Jillian Anderson just has literally aged like fine wine. Uh beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. David Duchovny, gorgeous. Well, really, he's a I mean, he's an attractive man. He is, well, I will say, more maybe traditionally attractive than I generally go for. I wouldn't call him I wouldn't say that. Oh girl. He is like a major sex symbol. I think you're Delulu. He's Google. I do love to live in the Delulu. Google if he was like, there's a song about him called David Duchovny, Why Don't You Love Me? (laughs) Is David Duchovny He's been the sexiest man alive. Attractive. Yeah, he's like a Brad Pitt. The first thing that pops up is a Reddit feed called David Duchovny is hot. Am I right? Yes, he's no, not the traditionally me. gorgeous looking type. He's got a what unique you, face. I swear to God that this is not accurate. What? Don't. I just started the X-Files and honestly I think David Duchovny is the most attractive man I've ever seen. In the 90s he was like Brad Pitt level. Not for me, you know, but that's fine. He was equal to Brad Pitt in the 90s. September 29. 20- 9th, 1995, David Duchovny, TV's new heartthrob. Thanks to Teeny Red Bikini, the sexy X-Files star is the hottest thing on the small screen. I don't know anything about Teeny Red Bikini, but... What? I don't know anything about Teeny Red Bikini, but I don't reckon that was on the X-Files. I'm gonna send you this article. You can look into it later. Will do. After I drink this whole bottle of wine. (laughs) Um, I have to tell you, I'm panicked getting ready to tell you my number two because I have not decided who's number two and who's number one. Uh, I'll tell you, I have the same thing with one of my honorable mentions. They were almost number two, but I don't even have honorable mentions because this was too stressful. I had a bunch of honorable mentions because it was so stressful. So I guess that's just another, another little difference, huh? Yeah. Um, I really think I'm going to switch it up at you know the final hour my number two is Just pick one flip a fucking jamie coin. And claire, jamie and claire frazier from outlander there you go well, um, now i'm curious to what your number one is though i when i started outlander <laughs> I remember seeing like a preview for it. I had not read the books. I don't even know if I knew they were books yet. I saw a preview for it and I, I was like, oh, historical romantic fiction. I need to consume it. Like that looks beautiful. Yes, please. And I don't think I watched. I think I got like the first season on DVD or the first half of the first season um on dvd like before the second season came out and i got it for christmas and took it we went on this like trip with my in-laws and i took it with me and i was like watching it in my laptop because we had no wi-fi on this vacation and i kept starting it but like could not get into it and then one night I drank an entire bottle of the wine, wine in the bathtub and I was like, I've got to get through. Like, I could not get through the first episode. And I finally did. And then I was like, holy shit. 
I just, once again, they are not enemies to lovers exactly. There's, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, resentment and stuff in the very first episode where they're not like besties. But I just, I love them. I love the drama of it. Once again, you put a period romance in front of me and I'm going to love it. Um, I love Jamie. I love the setting. I love, you know, their struggles. I, uh, I just, um, I think, I think her writing while it is like, which I have read the books now, but the writing I is very like, gosh, what are they like Harlequin type writing almost? Yes. Um, I mean, that's the word for it. I haven't read the books. The same. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I've not read a lot of Harlequin <laughs> type novels, um, but that's kind of what it reminds me of, I guess. Um, but her, like the romance, like the, the speeches and stuff, like not necessarily the smutty scenes, but like the speeches and stuff are just so good in my opinion. <laughs> And I just, I just love them. I love them. I love the show. Um, I think that's hard. I think that's what is hard about it is that like, yes, I love them as a couple, but also like when it's a show you love too, like kind of like X-Files for you, you know, would you love them as a couple if you didn't love the show? I don't know that it matters. Well, I don't know. Probably not. Like, right. So it's, it's, it's like six of one half dozen like, the other, like right it's hard and to seeing them both his... be like alone for so long and like support each other as friends right and then finally like them like being like you know like well like i said like with with, with with buffy like i loved buffy even when she was with angel and i didn't love angel you know like i just liked her story whereas right Outlander, and it's like same thing like I, with Outlander, I went into it knowing it was going to be a romance. I knew who the leads were. You know, like, I knew they were going to end right. up together. So, they, they I don't know. They were going to touch a rock and be magic. I knew there was going to be some rock touching. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my number two. I I can't too philosophical with this because it is pretty surface level with me. I am not as deep as Jesse with stuff like this. But um, I would say Jamie. you could have just ended that. I mean, not that I'm not saying like I'm deeper than you. I'm saying what well, I think you were trying to say in a nice way that you are uh, less autistic than me, <laughs> uh, or maybe, may, maybe no, less. I feel like you always have a lot of really good explanations. Which it's that because is your I. It's just being an overthinker. Like my yeah. mind, like that's the interesting part to me of when we do the top fives is like it's like, like basically trying to defend like right. again something that on the surface like i get mamaru and usagi like tuxedo mask and sailor moon trying to defend why why they are yeah my what i am so excited about is we have two people that have been on the podcast before that want to come on and do a top five with us sometime yeah and I am so excited for that because yeah, I think we need to we need to get on the ball of like planning a uh, guest top five. I think that would be a fun. I do too because uh, I'm like I 
think it would change the dynamic and I think it would be so interesting just to yeah I think I would feel more um I think I would feel even more obligated to defend my choices right right yeah you're gonna be insane but I also think it will be uh harder for me to uh I'm gonna be judging I won't say that I'm judging but I will be judging so just be aware if you're a guest that's gonna come on uh, for a top five, I will be very nice to you, but immediately afterwards, I'm going to say, hmm. I'm going to uh, texting Paige and so be like, if you're up for that, maybe not. Generally, I feel like uh, what more often happens is that I'm surprised by how much in common I have with our guests. Right. Right. So uh, sorry so yeah, if you've if been you're... a guest before and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, this is a great time to say, if you, have been on or want to be on the podcast and want to be on a top five, let us know. Yeah. Because yeah. we think that'd be love fun. To have, or like I said, yeah, like I would love to see more listener. Like send us your top five list for a top five. Like, yes, I think absolutely. it's interesting. Yeah. I would love to, we've gotten a couple, but I would love to see more. <laughs> absolutely. Um. Hey, Jesse, what's your number one? So my number one, this was a really hard one. Um, because I went back and forth between yep. two, but what I... I think is interesting is that your you went between your number one and then somebody you kicked off onto honorable mentions. Yeah, because you didn't oh, even well, put them at number two. I'll, okay, I explained why. I'll explain why. When all right, get to we it. Get to um. I'll explain why when I get to my honorable mentions. Excellent. So my number one is Howl Pendragon. I knew it. I literally Um, knew it. I was, I'm so smart. So it it just is a very, like, you know, Howl's Moving Castle, one of my favorite movies. Yep. Beautiful to look upon. The music is great. The story is interesting. Um. And I think it's good that, like, neither of them are perfect. Like, it very much shows their flaws. Like, Sophie is very um, down on herself. She doesn't think she's pretty. Uh, You know, she doesn't, she doesn't think that she's, you know, that's like the whole thing is they're all like, ooh, how will that wizard, how will he steals? the hearts of beautiful young women and she's like well i'm not beautiful so i'm fine and then you know she gets turned old by the curse right and so like them falling in love it's almost like a less toxic beauty and the beast and also she learns to love howl despite his fault flaws and she very much sees his flaws like he is very vain. He is very childish and immature. But like they make each other better. Like he makes her see her own beauty and she makes him want to be less of a uh, whiny, dramatic baby. Right. Um. So uh, like and she is very much the hero of the whole story like it's called howl's moving castle but sophie really is the central character of the book and the movie like she is the one that 
saves the day. She is the one, like, Howell has a lot of character growth, but he would not have done that without Sophie. Like, they grow together. It's not a perfect relationship. It's a unique, like, it doesn't necessarily fit any of those tropes. Uh Like, um, so, and it's just, so like, I couldn't, I couldn't You couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't not. It's just... Uh, he's a sassy Jamarcus. Yeah, he is a sassy Jamarcus, and uh, I just think, yeah, it's a really interesting. Just yeah, that's. I think that's what draws me to it. But that's fair. It just got the secret sauce. Um, Jesse, what do you think my number one is? Uh, I reckon it's Aragorn and Arwen. You got it, buddy. You got it. You got it. Uh, yeah, the, I really went back and forth between Claire and Jamie and Aragorn and Arwen. And like I said, eventually Arwen and uh, Aragorn won out because they've just, it's just been a fandom of mine for so much longer. Um, I, I, I can't explain it. I love them. I just thought of another one. I have a runner up now. I'm so sad. An honorable mention. Yep, yep. But I really wish I would have thought of them because they would have bumped somebody off the list. Um, I, because I was like, like, love stories, but I I don't know why this is just now going through my head. Anyway, um, I, I don't, I don't even have an explanation. I just, I know that Arwen is not in the books. Um, so it's mostly based on the movie. Uh, Arwen and Aragorn, but good golly, he's in the book. That he just isn't. I know. I said as much. Just doesn't yeah. do anything, right? Um, the whole. I would rather spend one lifetime with you than yeah. Oh, I just, I just can't. I just love it a lot. I just think it's beautiful, and um, I just love them. I, uh, that's I pretty similar that to what my partner said to me this morning when I said, um, you know, that I could die tomorrow. And he yeah. said, you can't die tomorrow. Whose boobs would I touch? So I oh. think that's a pretty similar level of romantic. That's basically the same thing. That's pretty much the same. Oh, boy. Hey, who are your honorable mentions, buddy? I had a lot. The one that I almost put on my list they were almost number two and then I kicked them to honorable mention is Connor McLeod and Heather McLeod from uh, Highlander because Highlander is one of my favorite movies of all time Uh, that's what we watched last year on Valentine's Day for my requests Um, yep uh, because it's got a nice spicy scene in it. It's got romance. It's got sword fights. It's got Queen. It's got Clancy Brown. It's got myopic Christoph Lambert, um, aka Christopher Lambert. Uh, really, it's got it's got uh, Juan Carlos Villarobos Ramirez, aka Sean Connery, uh, the Spanish Peacock. It's one of my favorite movies as a child. You so, know that Henry Cavill is redoing that, right? No. 
Mm-hmm. That can't be. I hope that's a lie. Yeah, so the only reason that they didn't make my main list was when I thought about it more, it is a little stereotypical. Like, it's very sweet, but it's a little stereotypical, their relationship. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess maybe sounds weird because he's immortal. But, like, the fact that he lives for hundreds of years and he never forgets her. And, like, I always thought was very sweet. Who else you got? Uh, Well, so this is, like, potentially not a relationship, which is why they weren't on my list. But uh, I meant to look up the character's name, but I didn't. But the, like, Paprika and the programmer guy from Paprika. And, uh, uh, I put Donald and Daisy Duck on there. (coughs) All right. Uh, because... Uh, when we went to Disney for the first time, my partner, you know, you pick like a little icon for your app mm-hmm. and he picked Donald Duck. And so for me, I picked Daisy Duck. And now it's something that my mother has really taken and run with. Um, so she bought us like matching Donald and Daisy shirts because right. she asked if we wanted like matching Minnie and Mickey shirts. And I told her, I think we're really more a Donald and Daisy couple than a Minnie and Mickey couple. Because they're like, you know, not quite as, you know, Donald has rage issues. Right. Um, And my partner gets annoyed at the most minor of things, much like Donald Duck. Uh, So I put them on there just for like cutesy sake. Um. They also don't wear pants, which is very on brand for myself and my partner. Uh, and then my last one is originally I had Gail and Tav from Baldur's Gate 3. But they're they're my personal favorite. But and like my Tav specifically. But I really think that all of the origin characters have really well developed uh romance options with the exception of potentially uh a starian all i'm saying like uh, all of the if you're in kind of a romance and like spicy also there's like some spiciness there so if you're in like this valentine's day if you're a gamer or a DD aficionado and you haven't played Baldur's Gate, I cannot recommend to you strongly enough. Like, it is like, never have I related to more the ladies who do read, and men, that read Harlequin romance. So, are we ready for my honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot you had one when I went on my 20-minute rant. You're right. I got three. I got three now. Fuck you. Last I knew you had went from zero to one to three zero to hero baby um so these are in no particular order uh one of my honorable mentions i'm not going to give a lot of details to them um maybe a little bit who knows um uh, one of my honorable mentions is ben wyatt and leslie nope from perks and rec thought about them but i didn't there were a couple that i had that i didn't fully put on my honorable mention because i didn't know if they were fandomy enough yeah that's they were one, yeah. and then uh, Johnny and Moira Rose. Oh, 
were on my, but I was like, are they fandom enough? I didn't know. I mean, so. once again, I feel like if we would cosplay as them, they count. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, <coughs> so Ben and Leslie, nope. Need I say more? Um, this one Jesse isn't gonna know, but I'm gonna say it and assume that some of you might. Uh, Feyre and Resand. Uh, that's from Fairy Smut. Um, Akatar, that's Akatar. It is Akatar. And, um, the one that I got so excited about, uh, that I could not believe I did not put on my list, and I'm really still upset about it, is uh, Christian and Satine from Moulin Rouge. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, again, a little stereotypical, but a lot of nostalgia there. And I and also I am you and McGregor stereotypical and basic. Uh well, that's fine. I think a lot of those quote unquote stereotypical relate like there's a reason that people gravitate towards certain characters or that people gravitate towards certain stories or certain couples, right. and it's because they relate to something about it a lot. It's of because the they're beautiful. So yeah, or it's because <laughs> Even you and McGregor is one of the most beautiful men, amen, uh, who's ever graced the face of the earth. So that's exactly um, right. That also might be part of it. Oh yeah, so that's my honorable mentions. Um, I'm real sad I didn't think about Christian and Satine uh, earlier in the oh. game, but here we are. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just any last thoughts? You have any roundup thoughts? Uh, I don't think so. I guess just happy Valentine's Day slash Galentine's Day to all of you. We uh we love you and we appreciate you. We do love you. Um, we'll so be your Valentine's. You know, Valentine's Day, yeah, I was going to say Valentine's Day can be a, like, I guess that sounds maybe cheesy or something, but uh, it is sincere. I do mean it. Like, I'm too autistic to, to fake. <laughs> to fake that, like, for me, when I was single, Valentine's, Valentine's Day was sometimes a hard holiday, even though I was like, it's not real. Like, it was always an effort for me not to become that single person that was, like, bitter on Valentine's Day right. and, like, resentful of all the couples and stuff. So I always used it as an excuse for, like, self-love, if nothing else, or to show love to my friends, right. like. Um, per- a personal care moment you know right, uh, like one of my friends sent me a Valentine's day card and then she texted me a picture that she went and got biscuits and gravy and they gave her a heart-shaped biscuit and I it just made me so happy that like she thought to share that little like part of her day like how much it brightened her day and then it brightened my day so like you know use it if you're single there's nothing wrong with being single you know I was very happily single for really most of my life and now I am quite to my surprise happily not single and, but you know there's use it as an excuse to you know the world could always use more love and more kindness so uh you know use it as a time to be aware that there are we're we're I'm rooting for you friend and that you know, you could show some kindness and some love to another human being because uh, it's often in short supply. So uh, She's had a lot of wine, ladies and gentlemen. I and have, everybody but that, it's still true. It's still true. It is true. It's true. It's still true. Like, um, uh, we just hope that 
whether you are celebrating with others or by yourself that or you're not celebrating at all that you take care of yourself and have yeah yeah like again if it's a hard holiday for you listen to us babble on about some bullshit and know that there's another human being at least one other human being in this world that's glad that you're here and it's me so and me uh yeah we're we're always appreciative like it's a good reminder for us too to be uh appreciative of each other and our friendship i'm gonna start crying and by listening this podcast you have signed up to be our friend so if we see you at a con it's online don't hug you you probably will might get a hug you probably will see me cry you probably will see me drunkenly get up to some shenanigans Mm -hmm. uh if you see me pop out from behind a trash can and say a nonsensical phrase that means i love you yeah congratulations it's there for you to enjoy me uh that's that's just a free bonus not many podcasts give you that yeah that's uh that's the added value of cosplaying cocktails yeah you get not only our gratitude and our appreciation you really get more than you bargained for by listening that's true that's fair that's that should be our (laughs) tagline more than you (laughs) bargain. like here's the thing some people listen to our podcast and then they went to our to my wedding probably weren't expecting on that were you you motherfuckers (laughs) you know you just never know my cats may need godparents Uh, amy would be a wonderful godparent to my cats we're gonna cut this here lady you know Oh, I think that's probably a wise choice. We're we're gonna we're done. Um, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Yeah. Uh, we hope uh, that you, if you don't, haven't already, follow along with us on social media. Media, hit that follow button. Um, hit the share button. Do all the things. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod, and we're also over on TikTok at Cosplay and Cocktails. Like I said, follow along with us, um, share it with your friends, let everybody know that this is world's best podcast and there's just so much value here to be had. Uh, or if you want to submit your ideas, um, let everyone you know. know that this is the world's best podcast <laughs> and there's so much value to be had here. Maybe don't sell it quite so strong. Uh, no, do. I do. <laughs> um, but um, if they want to complain later, don't give them the real email. Give them a fake one. Um, because Jesse hangs out for the real one and you will make sad. Yeah, I will cry if someone emails me a mean email. So just keep that in mind. Uh, that <laughs> I am still working very hard at regulating my emotions. So Yeah, um, but you can send Jesse nice things there. Yeah, um, you can send. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you can send cocktail recipes, mocktail recipes, pictures of interesting plants and mushrooms or weird fish pics, um, uh, cons that we should go to, events that we should go to. We're looking to maybe branch out, uh, try some new cons this year, looking at some new cons, or maybe even next year if it's something that's already passed this year. There's not not much this year has passed like we're only in february but uh you know should we try to go to katsucon next year yeah should we we keep saying we're gonna and then it just keeps being bad timing for us to get our stuff together when it's time to 
book hotels and stuff, but right. we've got, you know, friend of the podcast at Katsukon, so maybe we'll grill our friend and see what the Katsukon review is. Right. Uh, episode ideas, cosplays that you've done that you want us to feature, uh, you you can send it to the email and I will send it to Paige and she can put it on the social media or you can just, <laughs> if you don't, if you like me, don't really understand how social media works, send it an email and I will send it to someone who does know how social media works. And then that's me. Um, that's how you can get your stuff out on the social. That's how I get my stuff out on the social media. I just give it to Paige and then she does it. Uh, um, if you want to send pictures of your cats, I would love those. If you want to see pictures of my cats, I figured out how to make my cats a, into an emoji and I'll tell you, it really brought a lot of joy. I don't know if you saw, but I can react. I did. I did. With I an did. emoji of my cats now. So um, that's pretty fucking fantastic. That's a pretty great thing that's happened in my life. Um, Answers for, I'm going to ask you a question. As a reminder, this episode, it was, what's your least favorite fandom couple? You don't have to be hateful. Doesn't have to be a terrible, problematic um, couple. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be Jamie and Cersei, uh, Lannister, but, uh, I get it if it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so really anything, anything that you, you know, uh, you feel is relevant to the podcast, I guess. If you, like I said, mostly events, events you think it'd be cool for us to cover. Uh, again, we're always going to be covering Dragon Con. That's our big big one of the year but we want to branch out a little bit too we've got evil con coming up officially Mm -hmm. uh, working on costumes for that so we want to plug them a little bit because it was super fun last year really great convention a little smaller local convention and a lot of really exciting cosplay guests yeah uh, this year at evil con so really excited to cover that um so if you can think of other uh cool things like that that we could cover um send them send them our way because we found i think that's how we found evilcon mm-hmm. where could they send that to uh they could send it to our email which is cosplayandcocktailspod at gmail.com that's gmail.com well jesse what do you reckon well I reckon it's time we best be scooting. Okay, bye. Bye.